Hi, if you'd like to learn how to take the Camino home with you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Brendan Bolton and welcome to Project Camino, the podcast where I interview people from all over the world about their experiences on the Camino de Santiago pilgrimage walk in northern Spain. The podcast is about the walk itself, but most importantly, the lessons that are learnt by my guests when they're doing it and how they manage to take those lessons home with them when they get back to the reality of their everyday lives. So join me here on Project Camino and find out how our guests take the pilgrim life back home with them. So I'm here with the delightful Sonia Choquette, who is a world-renowned intuitive guide, spiritual teacher and author of many best-selling international books. And we're here today to talk, amongst other things, her book, Walking Home, A Pilgrimage from Humbled to Healed Along the Camino de Santiago. Now, Sonia and I have not just a Camino in common. We are both one of seven children, and we've both had a long-term relationship with Gumby. <laughs> Welcome to Project Camino, Sonia. It's my pleasure, Brendan. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, the pleasure is all ours. As every episode starts, I, I start with a statement about how I view the Camino and how this show relates to the pilgrimage. Project Camino is about the 800-kilometer Camino de Santiago pilgrim walk across northern Spain, but it is about much more than that. It is a show about the lessons that are learnt on the Camino and how people take them home with them when they get back to the real world. To me, the Camino is a wonderful metaphor for life. You only learn the lessons it offers when you let go of any preconceived ideas and you realize that the Camino doesn't give you what you want, it gives you what you need. So Sonia, what is your take on that? Well, I agree with that. And it, like in my book, I say humbled. I, I found the Camino a humbling experience in that it was a letting go experience for me of aspects of my nature that I had developed through the influences of the outside world that I needed to adapt to as like you, you know, fitting into a big family that didn't have a lot of resources and a lot of sublimating of my own needs over time to developing an identity of being the good girl in the family mm -hmm. as a way to just sort of ensure my own security and, and all of those things uh, peeled away as I walked. Fortunately for me, because I'm such an intuitive and spontaneous person, I just followed a call to show up. Didn't have expectations, but I had a lot of pain in my heart and a lot of yearnings for peace and was hopeful that my experience would uh, soothe some of the pain and help me find more peace. And I was blessed in that it didn't soothe my physical pain, that's for sure. <laughs> but it definitely helped calm and reframe a lot that was causing me pain internally so that I could release it. Help me reframe things that I felt were, were painful, that were, were painful because of my interpretation. So as I walked, the interpretation shifted. And I also have to say, just off the top, my experience is that the Camino is a living consciousness. 
under each step. You're, there's a, a relationship with a very intense and very profound living energy. It's not just a, a backdrop. It, you're, it, I had a relationship with the consciousness of the Camino as I walked. And that was what was most profound for me. When you talk about each step and having a relationship with Camino, mm -hmm. because you talk about in your book about letting go of control and opening up your heart, one of your quotes was to let it all go, don't hold on to anything, which is feelings, the past judgments and identity. And I find that interesting that you're talking about that continuing step-by-step -step journey because I talk about the, the Camino being a metaphor for life. And when I found mm -hmm. when I did the Camino that because of the physical pain and, and the fatigue and everything else, you literally have to focus on taking it one step at a time, which is a cliche, but on the Camino, it's certainly not. Would you agree? Absolutely. And if anybody wants to take walk the Camino, get your boots broken in because... My spontaneous, impulsive nature grabbed the, you know, the quickest pair of boots and, and each step for me became enormously painful. It, it, it brought me to the point of just, you know, pure prayer to keep moving forward. Frankly, it was miraculous that I was able to. And so that's why I think the Camino as a consciousness, as an energy, helped me gave me the energy. My heart was open. It provided me the, the energy. And for me, what I learned as a, one of seven is don't need much. Don't ask for much. You know, just kind of drop back and disappear. Be helpful, but don't, don't require much. And that, that isn't actually, that's not actually been a helpful uh, strategy for living for me as I've gotten older. It's it's caused me to be overly willful and shut myself off from the availability of real support and love and a real connection to my spirit. And the Camino taught me I need a lot. And that's okay. We all do. And that doesn't make us victims or needy. It just makes us human. And so that was a big healing for me is to, to make peace with my needs and peace with my physicality and peace with my limitations and peace with my wanting support from beyond my own willpower. And that was, that was huge and has continued in my life. It seems your, your lessons started on the Camino before you actually even took your first step because when you, you purchased those boots, you just wanted to get the first pair of boots and get out and get out of the store. But the guy almost mm -hmm. forced you to um, sort of stop. <laughs> slow down. Yeah, slow down and take your time and give yourself the sort of uh, the attention that you needed, so to speak, which, was, which, from, which seemed to be an alien concept to you at the time. That was the beginning of one of the biggest lessons is take care of yourself. And don't feel it's an imposition to let others be supportive to you to that end. Because I had really learned very well to ignore myself and to be available to take care of whatever other thing needed attention. Taking care of myself was a, was a lesson in 
and a level of responsibility I needed to learn if the rest of my life's journey is going to be happy and healthy and grounded. So it is from that first pair of boots through the to the to the very end when I walked into Santiago. That was a very primary learning for me. It was what I was learning to do, among other things. But it was an incredible thing that I have not abandoned since. I was changed okay. in that regard. And so these changes that happened on, uh, on the Camino, what were they? You know, I, I learned as a child to be a good Catholic girl. Work hard, need nothing, keep your word. And I learned that I made agreements to a lot of things that I was being blindly loyal to that weren't loving and good for me. I walked the Camino as a result of, of both my father and brother suddenly dying, both with whom I've had complicated relationships, and then my husband of 30 years walking out because he hadn't known me to be someone who had needs. And when they both died back to back within six weeks, all of a sudden oh, I had a lot of needs that were unfamiliar to him and not part of our married agreement. So I had this enormous sense of, of loss and betrayal and abandonment. And as I walked the Camino, what I really realized is that the ultimate loss, betrayal, and abandonment was me doing it to myself. And I didn't judge because I was taught to do that. And maybe those were healthy strategies to survive the dynamics of my childhood home, but they were not healthy strategies for me to live as a happy human being as an adult. And certainly as an aging adult. I mean, I wasn't even a young adult. So I've learned to to let go of things that aren't good for me without it having to be making anyone wrong or right or the judgment. It's just, it's not a match anymore. It's just vibrationally, it's not a match. It doesn't bring the best, what doesn't bring the best out in me and what doesn't feel the most loving to me, I let go of. So as a result of the Camino, I ended up, rather than repairing my marriage, ending it, Ending my life, ending my home, ending my connection, and moving to Europe. All of which are huge ramifications of walking the Camino. And all of which made me very peaceful and very happy. In your book you talk about it was time to start paying attention to what you allowed in your life. And, it's, yeah. and it seems from what you just said there that you would allowed a lot of other things and a lot of other... And being one of one of seven children, and I'm, I was the youngest, my, my family saved the best till last. You're certainly given certain roles, and some of them are quite rigid, and um, the expectations of, of, of other people to fulfill those roles along, along sort of like the food chain can certainly be very long-lasting, in, in my experience, in, in, from childhood into well into adulthood. I think they can last your whole life if you're not conscious because what what molds you as a child becomes so deeply entrenched that unless you really start paying attention and that's what the Camino assisted me with is just really examining each choice and each adaption that I made as a child and 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 really 
walk with, is this allowing me to be who I truly am today? Is this an authentic expression or is this an adaption of a child that isn't, is, is too restrictive to who I am as an adult woman? And so walking with these elements and awarenesses literally changed my DNA. Those patterns that were in my body were reset with new patterns as I walked this very, I believe, very conscious, holy, interactive path that has been walked. You know, it's the, called the pathway of forgiveness, which means to, to, release, to release and let go of the past, to give it back so something new and present can come in. And for me, that's exactly what happened. You talk about the Camino being a way of forgiveness in your book, and I'm interested to, to find out who and what did you need to forgive when you were doing your Camino? Initially, I needed to forgive my father. I fell in the family in the middle, and I, I, I kind of ended up in a lot of ways being the, in, at least with my relationship with him, I was kind of the forgotten child. You know, he... he he was more comfortable raising boys and, and me being a girl, I just kind of had to buck it up and be a good soldier. And my father managed the crises of our family with a lot of physical discipline. I got, I got hit a lot as a kid and I was a sensitive kid. I was a sensitive child and I was terrified. Of, of my father as a child and terrified often for my life. So I had to move through that and forgive and, and, and come to understanding that he just was as overwhelmed as the rest of us. And that's, that was his training. That was what he learned. That's what he experienced. So I forgave him. And then I forgave myself for believing that any kind of violence in my life was deserved. That was another one I had to forgive. And then I had to forgive my brother who became a drug addict and caused so much chaos in our family. And we all rallied around him, constantly catering to his needs. He became very ill after being a drug addict. He became schizophrenic and very needy. And his soul was a beautiful soul. But his maintenance was endless. And then he just died. So it was almost like, great, you get to cause all this chaos and then check out. So I was angry. I had to forgive that and realize he was just struggling and didn't have any other tools and resources. And, and once I could be angry, because I didn't allow myself to be angry about any of this until I walked the Camino. That wasn't part of who I wanted to be. I didn't want to be an angry, resentful person. But I had those feelings buried. They had to come up. Then, after walking with them, I could access acceptance and forgiveness and compassion and release. So it was a perfect place to let all those feelings come up. Without judgment, it's just what shook out of my bones. I didn't even realize to the degree that I was that upset, that angry, that, and ultimately that wounded. But 
walking with all those feelings allowed me to eventually find a place of acceptance and forgiveness and release and compassion. So those were the primary ones. And then I had to forgive myself for neglecting myself as I had, for pushing myself as hard as I did, for for not asking for the help I needed and for staying in relationships that weren't good for me because I was being noble suffering. So all of that came up too. And it took the long walks, step after step, and being with myself and being having conversations with God and having conversations with the earth and the path. And, and they were very dynamic and, and real, allowed me to eventually come to a place of authentic release, not just my Catholic forgive because I'm telling you to forgive. It was real forgiveness, real release, and it was just, I'm so grateful to this day for that. It's, um, it's fairly obvious from reading your book and also talking to you, that release and that, that letting go of and allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And you talk about having, you know, using anger like armor in your book. And mm-hmm. once you've realized that as having compassion for that vulnerable person that's hidden underneath all of that anger. And as a, as a coach, and I'm sure you have this experience in your field, I see this all the time that people use anger as this wall between themselves and the rest of the world, thinking that they're keeping themselves safe and what they're really doing, as you talk about, that stuck anger, which causes a loss of beauty and steals away the beauty of life. What I've done, I've learned, is I've always been compassionate toward other people. It was compassion toward me that I, I lacked. But I have found since walking the Camino, my depth of compassion has grown for, for, for both myself and other people exponentially. How, how we're just trying, and we're just trying to do our best, and sometimes life is really hard. And relationships and emotions, and it can be very painful, and we're all learning, and we're all doing our best, and I really believe we really are all doing our best. So it's important to feel all our feelings to get to that place. We can't just bypass it intellectually. We have to go through the walls of fire. We have to accept all that, all the pain and all the anger as holy to help us get to that deeper place of insight, compassion, and availability to, to the depth of love we can experience from, from life, our relationships. We have to go through all of that to get there. We can't just jump into it. So we need to, from what you're saying, stop judging those dark parts of yourself and accept that we do have these fears at times to not hide from them, but to allow them to appear and then deal with them in the, in the best way that we possibly can. Well, I think we need to listen to those emotions long enough that they start softening. It's when we shove our fear, we shove our anger, we judge it, that it becomes hardened. But in walking with my anger, it softened to tears, to vulnerability, to first it was anger, then it was fear, then it was vulnerability, then it was, I need support. I need to be safe. I need to feel okay. And so by shoving, by rejecting those feelings, you can't get to the better part. So it's not like you have to act out on those feelings. I don't suggest that. Just accept them, they're messengers. 
You're trying to ask for something. And to be patient and available enough to to listen. And it's, it's in the walking of the Camino that you have the ability to do that. That maybe just trying to rush around managing your life in the in the in the ordinary sense doesn't allow for that. Very much so. Modern society tells us we need to be busy. I always find it interesting when I when I watch people and listen to people who are so constantly being busy, being busy. It sort of resonated me with me when I was reading your book talking about that false belief that you had to work hard and never stop because you were taught by other people that working hard is what love looks like. And I have learned I'm changed. I, for a couple of things that have been permanently changed, I walk every day. It's a sacred part of my day. It moves energy so nothing stagnates. I create space every day to just be instead of be busy all the time. My next question for a takeaway for our listeners, what are three ways that you live your Camino in your everyday life? I walk at least seven or eight kilometers a day. It's a joy. It moves my energy. It allows me to be present, get out of my head. I preserve quiet time to be with my spirit. I have no work in the mornings. My mornings are my sacred time. I don't begin to do anything for work or for for my 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 sort of my horizontal human experience until after 12. It's a luxury I have. I can work into the evening, but my day is preserved those 3 hours I meditate, I pray, and I walk. And those are things that I are not negotiable for me. Those are things that are are my fuel for my spirit. My time to to be present with my spirit, with God, with the universe, and in my body instead of in my head. It's interesting you talk about being in your body as opposed to being in your head. Um, as a coach, I'm constantly dealing with people who live almost 24-7 between their ears as opposed to in their heart space. And I'm, I'm yet to meet anyone who's thought themselves out of any kind of problems they've got. Because usually, in my experience, too much thinking gets you to the problem in the first place. You know, Brendan, I teach my students, I call it the bad neighborhood. (laughs) Nothing good comes there. (laughs) Stay out of it as best you can. (laughs) Live in your heart, live in your body. You'll be much better off all the way around. Stay out of the bad neighborhood. So keep out of your bad neighborhood would uh, (laughs) would be a great piece of advice. Sonia, it's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for your insights and sharing the space with us. I truly feel privileged and it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, If anyone needs to find you, they can find you on Facebook, on your website, soniashoquette.net. And lastly, uh, I'd like to say Buen Camino. Buen Camino. Thank you so much. All my love to you and your listeners. Yeah, you too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.